1: please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Pop Torah, the podcast where we look at pop culture from the perspective of Jewish tradition and Judaism through the lens of pop culture. As always, we are your hosts. I am Rabbi Michael Knopf. And I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. And today we are talking about the new Disney Plus series at Marvel Cinematic Universe series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The uh, Star-Spangled
0: Man with a Plan.
1: Uh, Jesse, you want to tell us a little bit about... Oh, do I? Do I? this is, uh, you want to tell us the, a lot
0: about the Falcon the Winter Soldier? The, you know how I am with my Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is the second uh, chapter of Phase 4 of the MCU, the second Disney Plus Marvel series. Um, and it picks up about uh, five months or so after the events of Avengers Endgame. Uh, when uh, both Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson have returned from the blip at the end of Endgame, if you remember, Sam Wilson received the shield from spoiler alert Captain America, Steve Rogers, uh, from the old man Steve Rogers, and the show begins with him giving the shield to the Smithsonian, uh, saying that you know the the legacy of the shield is complicated, and it's not just about symbols; it's about the person behind the symbol, and, and he thinks that. It belongs to Steve Rogers. I think part of it was his internal struggle uh, as a black man or whether or not he could represent America, whether or not America would want him to represent America. He was a contractor with the US government that was still as Falcon. Meanwhile, we see. Bucky Barnes with a uh, government appointed therapist um, who's trying to make amends for all the people he hurt and harmed when he was under Hydra mind control as the winter soldier. Uh, he's not totally doing that as uh, he's being a bit more physical than he should. But what does the government do? They end up taking the shield and giving it to John Walker played by Wyatt Russell, son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hahn. Uh, and who becomes the new captain America as the posters say all across the streets in the show cap is back. Uh, and he is exactly what you would think he is. Blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, the, this sort of very generic, uh, idea, old school idea of what America is very much a Steve Rogers idea. And, um, he thinks that that gives him privilege. He thinks that because he's Captain America, he could do whatever he wants. Meanwhile, there's a subplot of the Flag Smashers. We don't really know much about them, led by Carly Morgenthau. Uh, this is also this is really fleshed out from one of the lamest comic book characters, the Flag Smasher, who, is, who, who fought Captain America a couple of times, who was Carl Morgenthau. They make them this uh, vigilante terrorist or organization, this resistance freedom fighters they basically post blip uh believe life was better during the blip they believe that nobody was worried about borders uh we were as their slogan says one world and one people and just concerned about being there for each other and now everybody's come back and uh the priorities of post uh, of pre blip have returned uh, uh carly morganthal and seven others Uh, Flag smashers took the super soldier serum that some scientists was creating based on funding from the power broker uh, and the power broker is after them. It's, Kind of complicated, truthfully, because I think the Flag Smashers end up being uh, not the the best part of the storyline. They end up being like the sixth most important part of the storyline. The seventh most important part of the storyline ends up being, spoiler alert, Sharon Carter as the power broker. Uh, everybody saw it happening and still kind of disappointing. I'm pretty sure it was only because Marvel studios made them put Sharon Carter back in the show that they had to write a role for her. Zemo comes back. That was kind of fun, uh, because, uh, Daniel Bruhl is amazing as Baron Zemo. And I like that, uh, you really got to see him as Baron Zemo this time really his uh, money and his power that comes from that although he only wore the purple mask for part of an episode uh and then I the, do the, think
1: we need to have a whole series dedicated to Zemo dancing
0: that is fine that is fair uh and the, the whole show is really about uh Ultimately, the origin story of Sam Wilson becoming Captain America. Uh, John Walker ends up on public, right? And this is really the change. He takes a super soldier serum, sort of goes insane as Lamar Hoskins' Battlestar. Uh, great name because of how cheesy it is. Also taken from the comics, says that... Um, it, the, the super soldier serum just makes you, powers just more of what you already are. And so if John Walker is sort of on edge already, he goes out of control. And he, in one of the most graphic scenes in the MCU, when at the end of episode, uh, was it, episode four, when he uh, is standing there in the middle of the main square in Latvia, he, he has this bloody shield because he beheaded somebody, essentially, with his vibranium shield. Uh, turns out that Sam Wilson takes the shield back. Uh, his wings are broken. Uh, gives the wings to Torres, who in the comics, Joaquin Torres, end up becoming ends up becoming the new Falcon. Falcon. Spoiler alert. Uh, Bucky Barnes has them. Uh, Wakanda and the Dora Milaje, who appear, who are also awesome, uh, build a new costume, and new vibranium wings. Uh, for Sam Wilson, and he becomes the new Captain America. The story itself is really about Sam Wilson's origin story of becoming Captain America and taking on that mantle, highlighted by uh, his interactions and conversations with Isaiah Bradley, uh, which I thought was a really powerful storytelling. Isaiah Bradley in the comics is part of the miniseries Truth, Red, White, and Black, Uh, a uh, Black soldier who was given the super soldier serum after Captain America was lost in the water and frozen, uh, and really paralleled the Tuskegee Airmen story of how there were these medical tests on black soldiers without them knowing. And as Isaiah Bradley said, that most of the other, other soldiers went insane or, or, or had physical problems. Somehow it worked on him and they never let his story be told. They couldn't let the story of during the Korean War, a black man be Captain America. So they imprisoned him for 30 years and just did medical testing on him. A really dark part Uh, of american history which is not entirely false well there was no super soldier serum as we know, we know of, right. But as we know with the Tuskegee Airmen, uh, totally uh, happened with, with, with black soldiers in this country. Um, and then the show ends with Carly Morganthal dying with uh, Captain America, with, with Sam Wilson taking on the mantle of Captain America and with him saying, listen, I know people are going to hate me. They hate me already because I'm a black man wearing the stars and stripes. But with all this country did to my people, don't tell me that I can't fight for this country. Uh, that is it in a nutshell.
1: And with, and with John Walker becoming another and, character called yes, U.S. agent.
0: Yes, John Walker becomes U.S. agent, as he does in the comics as well. Uh, he ends up becoming a part of the Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers, uh, who, who is really a more uh, shady, uh, mortally gray character who, who does things that those who are really the face of the American government are not prepared to do.
1: Right. Uh, so let's let's talk about reactions, Jesse. So uh, you, you summed it up. The, the show's doing a lot. Um, and, you know, I, I felt this way, you know, on some level about WandaVision as well, that, you know, uh, part of me, you know, wishes that these stories could kind of stand on their own without sort of servicing a larger MCU narrative, because it felt like one of the things that Falcon Winter Soldier especially was doing, you know, was kind of like, you know, those episodes of of, uh, of of serialized TV shows that are kind of like piece setting for the like for the season finale, right? So like it feels like this is like resetting the board a little bit for the movies that are going to come up. Um,
0: so Captain doing- America I- four now in development,
1: right? So with, so Sam I hear. Wilson. So what did what was your reaction to the show? How, how did you how did you like it?
0: Um, I thought overall it was good. Um, you and I agree that I thought the sixth episode was not the best episode. I, I thought episode. Um, Five was really good. Uh, I think three, four, and five were probably my my favorites. Uh, Episode six felt more like an epilogue than anything else. Uh, The parts of the show that I liked the best were actually um, Sam Wilson down on the bayou uh, and, and Bucky Barnes going to Louisiana as well. We never get to see... What it's like to be an Avenger spending time with family. What do they do when they're not, you know, saving the world? I thought that was really powerful. This, the acknowledgement that, all right, he's this hero and he still struggles financially. I thought the whole um, idea in episode five of all of the community coming together to fix this boat was a great analogy for America. Right. That's that, that the boat wasn't running anymore and you could just get rid of it. Right. Do, do we just throw out the Constitution? Do we throw out America as an idea or do we say this is our boat and we need all of community to come together to try to fix this boat, to make it work again? I like that a lot. Um, I I don't think the the flag smashers were were necessary. I, I think um, I like their initial idea of one world, one people. There is an Internet theory that um their, their their threat was actually a threat of a pandemic, a viral pandemic that they were going to release, uh, but you know the, the sort of biochemical warfare on the world. And uh, with uh, COVID happening, uh, when they shut down production, they ended up rewriting the scenes of the flag smashers to make it more choppy. Their story just didn't make sense as much. Um, I liked how much it expanded the world. It introduced us to Madripoor, which it was great. That episode, episode three, I think it was, seemed very much like John Wick. Uh, And Madripoor, for those who are comic fans, is a key part of the X-Men stories, that that's often where the mutants went hiding when people were looking for them. So I'm hoping that this is the first entry into the world of mutants for the MCU. Uh, I love that- No, we
1: we we got- uh, uh pump faked uh, with um, WandaVision in that respect, too. So that, that, that you know. is
0: that is true. Um, I, I like that they brought the door back in uh, and really focused on Bucky Barnes' connection to uh, his time in Wakanda. Uh, he had more lines in a single episode of the show than I think he did in any MCU movie combined. Uh, and, and so I liked seeing his character fleshed out uh, a lot more as well. What about you, Mike?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I liked it, especially the first several episodes. I, you know, I found myself enjoying it um, in, a, in, in ways. It was hard to avoid the comparisons with, uh, with WandaVision. WandaVision was, you know, especially the first few episodes of WandaVision were, were way more inventive. Um, and I, I appreciated what they were doing. And I felt, you know, similarly with WandaVision and, and Falcon Winter Soldier that and I also, you know, feel this way uh, about a number of the MCU movies um, that their, their endings are kind of anticlimactic, um, first, because they're predictable in, 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 a number of ways, but, um, but also they're just like less in the most interesting parts of the MCU are, is the character work. I mean, they, they do a really, really great job of, you know, making you invested in, um, and, and caring about these characters. Uh, I, I did not, you know, I, um, uh, Going into uh, or, or anticipating Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, um, I was not excited about seeing a, a, a show about uh, about Sam Wilson. Um, I did not find his character particularly compelling. But my wife and I have uh, uh, recently gone back uh, and, and been rewatching all the MCU movies in, um, in release order. Uh, and that's another thing I'll get. Otherwise
0: to known as what I do every day.
1: So uh, and, and this is the one, another thing I'll give to the MCU is that these movies really benefit and the shows really benefit from uh, repeat viewings they become richer and, and more interesting uh, the, the more you go over them and, and you know then I really kind of uh, appreciated what what Sam Wilson's character was and, and what they were trying to do with him and, and this is I think the you know one of the essences of, of the movie because you go back and watch uh, the, the Captain America movies, and you realize that uh, that the reason Steve Barnes is uh, uh, not Steve Barnes, um, Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers. Thanks, <laughs> Steve Rogers is uh, is chosen to be Captain America in the first place is because he's a good man, right? right? And that right. he's and that puny reco- guy, right? Right. They're Anybody right. could be, right? And they are, I, he was going up against all of these you know seasoned soldiers uh, to get the super soldier serum, but he's chosen because he is, you know, at his core, a good person. Right. And, um, and, and the, in the Falcon, the winter soldier, um, you know, when, uh, when, uh, when Sam Wilson gives up the shield and the American government chooses a new Captain America, they, they sort of course correct, they go back to the decision that they were almost going to make, that Tommy Lee Jones's character was almost going to make in the original Captain America, say like, I want to just get the best soldier, right? right. And so that's what they do, they get the, the the guy with all the, you know, medals of honor, who like looks the part, right? Um, the you know the the, the buff, hunky, blonde hair, blue eyed, square jawed person, because uh, that's who America wants to see itself as being. Um, and it you know it's interesting because um, uh, that character, John Walker's character in in the show, you know he's he's not an evil guy, he's right? Not. Um, well. He's he's insecure. He's um, he's uncertain. He's clearly done some morally questionable things in his time in service of serving the country. Um, But, you know, which is which is true, I would say, for for many who have served overseas
0: uh, in this this, you know, 20 year war that uh, the Biden administration is finally winding down and ending in Afghanistan.
1: Right. Certainly true. Right. But, you know, but he is. you know it sort of like amplifies those uh those questionable qualities in him when he's got the power to do whatever he wants um the the motivating incident of him uh taking the super soldier serum in the show um is that he's uh beaten up by the dormilage right and, and, uh, and he says know, he's like they weren't women.
0: even so super soldiers right
1: uh so he can't believe it right he can't so like America can't believe it loses a war to the Vietnamese. It can't believe it, you know, can't defeat the Taliban. It can't, right? Like, why can we not uh, understand that there are limits to our power, even with the most, you know, um, uh, uh, powerful arsenal and military in human history? Right, we we can't beat a bunch of tribal warlords in Afghanistan. Right? That should tell us something, but it never seems to. Um, and so I think that that's really interesting. And then I realized that, you know, that, that Sam Wilson, just like uh, Steve Rogers is a good man. Right. And like, that's actually like his superpower is that he's a good person. Um, uh, Bucky Barnes also is, you know, and I realized that going back and watching the shows, you know, and, and that's actually what, one of the things that, and I hope we talk about this, you know, the, the show, a thread of the show is uh, Bucky's, you uh, doing chuva his 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 process of of repentance and, and and it's it's kind of complicated to me because he you know never really makes those choices that uh that that you know um that cause him to do all that evil um he, he, he's he, the he person said, who does right. it but it's not his mind he he
0: says that at the very ends when he finally um goes to uh his his friend yuri nakajima uh that right the father of of uh the the young man who the winter soldier kills who we see in the the flashback of the first episode and tells him he's like I murdered him It was I was the winter soldier but it wasn't my fault and acknowledges that, you know part of that is uh, doing chuva uh, uh, is acknowledging that the guilt that we sometimes hold on to is, is worse um it wasn't his fault and, and how do you sort of let go when, something happened that you didn't have control over.
1: Right. Um, and then the, uh, um, you know, the the final thing I'll say is, you know, I think that, uh, the, the flag smashers, I don't know, you know, I don't, I, I'm not sort of in the weeds of of the development issues as as you are. And I think that they, you know, represented a very interesting idea and a very interesting storyline. Um, and I think just poorly executed and and poorly told. Um, and, um, you know and maybe that's a good place to start i mean like what do you think the torah would say let's say let's let's kind of you know um uh, assume that that it was actually executed well for a second and just kind of uh, take their idea, like what they were fighting for. You know, I found myself watching, you know, Black Panther say, and I say, um, you know, Killmonger makes a really, really good point. You know, um, there's justification behind what Killmonger is trying to do in Black Panther. And I think the best MCU villains are like that. Um, so what do you think the Toro would say about the one world, one people idea? Did the, did the Flagsmaster just have a point?
0: Right. Um, it's, it's 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 Rabbi Nachman, right, that the, this whole world is a very narrow bridge, and we focus on the divisions. Um, I I think their point is valid, although there are some who would interpret very differently than I do, who would focus on how Torah and rabbinic tradition singles out the Jewish people as the chosen people, and everybody else is not. Right, right. there, there, there's that which is kadosh and that which is whole, that which is mundane and other and ordinary. Um, I believe if we focus on a Torah where we are all made in God's divine image, then what we're really focusing on is all of humanity. Nothing makes me holier than somebody else because of our country of origin or our skin color or the language we speak or our faith or religion. Um, and what ends up happening is the world that that we live in, uh, we were born on third base because we were born in this country with white skin. And uh, for too many people because of the country that they're born into, uh, be, th- that's not the case. And what the Flag Smashers were trying to suggest was in this five-year period of the blip where all of the world needed each other, we really worked together. Imagine imagine this pandemic, right? This is the first thing in my lifetime, in our lifetime, where something has impacted the entire world. I mean, we could argue that that climate change is is the same and right. the Paris Accords, but everybody in the world needs to accept it. That's, I think, the problem with the pandemic. Imagine if we worked together instead of countries blaming each other for the, the spread of the pandemic or the cause of the pandemic. And the idea was, you know, post-blip during this five-year period, all of the world was just leaning on each other and was working together. And if people resettled from one country to another, like nobody cared because people just needed each other. Uh, I I like that idea of one world, one people. And if you looked the the symbol that they used was a hand, but it was actually a Hamza uh, rather than an eye in the middle, which was sort of the, the eye and hurrah, the evil eye. It was world it, it was it was the Chamsa right representing this sort of hand of God with the world this this um O this idea that the, this world that we build as the psalmist says will be built on kindness mm-hmm. that's the world they were trying to build how quickly things changed and this I think was the interesting aspect of the flag smashers and I love your take Mike they, you know, took it too far. Even at the the very end, they said, we're going to get our point across one way or the other, even if we have to kill hostages. You saw the remaining flagmasters when Carly Morgenthau is like, one world, and they're not willing to respond. You know, eventually they reluctantly say one people. But how far is too far to get your point across, which many freedom fighters and members of different resistance parties and organizations have grappled with before?
1: Yeah, you know it's 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 interesting that that made the you know the, the storytelling kind of um, kind of spotty to say like you know we care so much about the average person that the, we're willing to kill all of these average people in order to serve our end. Like, she like blows up a building, uh, she you know and, and sort of like shrugs it off, right? Says, we'll kill hostages because you know like that serves our end, but like your end is uh, is is you know uh, treating all people um like you know uh, as equally and infinitely uh valuable uh by you know saying that there are some people who don't matter it's it's so, but, been... but
0: but this is but this is also real life right that there are 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 people who believe they are oppressed people there are people who very much are oppressed people and believe that the only way to get somebody's attention is through acts of violence
1: yeah although you know i think that, I mean, it's it's complicated because I think that, you know, arguably, you know, I think of like something like, uh, you know, Al Qaeda, for example, right. And I think that their, their argument would be that, you know, American civilians are complicit in the, in in the crimes of America overseas, right. And so that um, in order to get their message across in order to accomplish their, you know, strategic ends, whatever they are, um, American civilians are as, Rich as maybe even better target than American, you know, military installations um, because it, you know, because it because it instills terror, demonstrates power, whatever the, the ends are. Right. So there, there is like a, an, an inner logic of it that doesn't seem to apply to the flag smashers in, in the same way. Um, but I but I want to go back to the idea, and I, and I know you actually you just uh, uh spoke about this um in, in a in a Dvar Torah. Um this idea, right? What the flag smashers represent is like the you know the world try is trying to go back to the pre blip normal, right? And the flag smashers are saying no. There's there's something that like the blip really showed us um, in this moment um, that uh, that we need to learn. And going back to the pre blip normal is profoundly unjust. And, and um, you know I wonder about. You know this uh, this 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 time that we're in this pandemic time that we're in. You know, in which, like you said, Jesse, um, it, it at least should have showed us how interconnected we are, how we all need each other, how we all impact each other. Um, uh, it hasn't seemed to fully show us that. You know, there's. There's vaccine hoarding now. Um, there has been exploitation of the labor force. There has been vilification of uh, different nations and nationalities and ethnicities and groups of people that have, uh, as we've seen in, in this country, led to uh, violence against uh, certain people and certain ethnic groups. Um, but at least what the pandemic should have showed us, like what what you know uh, uh, what uh, what this what the normal that we've been living in. Um, could have revealed to us. And then, you know, what comes next? Like, I find myself saying, and I know that you talked about this too, I wonder if you could reflect on it, you know, this idea that, that, um, that, like, you know, what was normal before the pandemic was, um, was, was not working. Uh, the pandemic revealed the ways in which it wasn't working. And now all this drive to like, I can't wait to get back to normal. I can't wait to like get things back to the way they were um, uh, is, is wrongheaded and, and maybe um, uh, un-Jewish in a way.
0: Yeah. And I, I think from the the MCU standpoint, the speech that Sam Wilson gives at the very end of episode six is basically saying that um, that's, we can't just go back to business as usual. Um, the idea of needing a life-changing, world-changing events to help us realize that. Um, and w- what he was basically saying, I, I, I don't think the Flag Smasher story was developed well enough to get the point across, but what he was trying to say was, listen, there's, you, you have to think about, you have the same power as... A, a, a God meaning Thanos and as a misguided teenager, meaning Carly Morgenthau, uh, who, who's willing to die for their cause. And so what are you going to do with that power? They were just concerned about life back to normal. Um, and I, I think normal for me as a, an American citizen, a a white cisgender straight male American uh Normal is very different than what normal means for most people. Uh, And I I think we have to really reflect on that uh, and think about what do we want the world to look like? It's what the world looked like before the pandemic is not good enough, right? What this MCU world looked like before Thanos snapped his fingers at the end of Infinity War was not okay, was not good enough. And I do appreciate the being forced to really do do a uh, global cheshbon hanefesh, really an accounting of of the soul of society to think about who we are and who we really strive to be.
1: Yeah, and I, and I appreciate the the show kind of raising that, and I you know couldn't help but think, even though they may have changed the storyline from having a global pandemic um, of, of thinking about you know uh the parallels between you know pandemic reality and, and pre and post pandemic reality and um i also you know i think that one of the threads of uh this show is um how we tell our story and what we learn from our story uh you know i, I mean I, isaiah bradley is kind of left out of the narrative of uh of the super soldiers and of american history and of the you know story of of steve rogers um and, and and how that uh, lends itself to um, the you know the, the the persistence of injustices right when when you don't tell the story including the reality of those injustices the 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 failings and, um, John Walker you know t- talks about this right he's like I got my medal of honor for, for committing an atrocity we're not going to talk about the atrocity people just celebrate the medal of honor sure um, and, and 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 then you know he becomes. Um, a, uh, a super soldier capable of even more atrocities, maybe in part because he can't own that piece of him. Um, I wonder what you think about that, uh, that um, through line in the show of of how we tell our story and the importance of of, of including the, the warts and all.
0: Yeah, um, I, I actually think the Isaiah Pratt Bradley piece was probably the most compelling part of the show. Uh, I would venture to guess that Malcolm Spellman, the series creator, that was the story that he probably wanted to tell based on the comic book uh, truth, red, white, and black. Um, And then uh, everything else was sort of filled in by, by uh, demands from Marvel studios. I thought Carl Lumley, what was incredible um, as an actor really aged up, uh, you know, to, to, Show how old he was and, and how old he, you know, to make him look older. I think the idea of um, dealing with our struggle, so much of Judaism is about memory and we we remember the bad, right? We're, we're supposed to simultaneously blot out the memory of Amalek and erase the memory of Amalek and told, Lotishkach, never forget. Right. And to me, what does that mean? The, the Amalekites Amalekites, who preyed on the most vulnerable in society uh, among the Israelites while we wandered in the wilderness, it's that uh, we should never forget the atrocities lest history repeats itself, but we can't let the past Um, prevent us from moving forward in the future. And the show really, I think, highlighted that at the end when Sam Wilson shows Isaiah Bradley and his grandson Eli Bradley, who, by the way, in the comics becomes Patriots of the Young Avengers, uh, that this statue of him and the Captain America Smithsonian exhibit to show, look, the world's going to know your story. We're not going to let this be untold anymore. But you can't let... What happened in the past prevents us from moving forward in the future when Isaiah Bradley, and I say this as a white man, when Isaiah Bradley said that America will never let a Black man be Captain America and no self-respecting Black man would ever want to be, i, I that was my sort of like, oh, shit moment. Um, and, and that was, I think, part of Sam Wilson's struggle the entire show of whether or not he felt like he could be Captain America.
1: Yeah, I mean what what you know what that uh exchange made me think about was um we, we didn't talk about this on our on our show and it was I think um unfairly snubbed uh in from Oscar contention uh defied bloods, you know, of you know what um what what fighting for this country um in different kind of impact the fighting for this country had on, on, uh, on, on black uh, Americans, uh, during, during Vietnam. Um, uh, 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 one of the final performances by, uh, the late great Chavik Boseman, who was also, um, in, well, I, I suspect, uh, Anthony Hopkins deserved his Oscar, but, uh, but, uh, uh, snubbed of, uh, snubbed. snubbed, um, Anyway, uh, my, you know, I think that you're right. I think that that what you know what Toro would say is maybe even more so that you need the uh, you need to remember the 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 failings. You need to remember the injustices um, in order to uh, actually positively move forward. You need to claim them. You need to own them. You can't be stuck in them, right? So you got to take up that shield. You got to infuse it with new meaning because what else do you have but you but if unless you remember um, all of the ways in which that shield failed in the past right or which the meaning behind it the symbolism behind it um, was wrapped up in injustice in the past you're much more likely to per- perpetuate them in the future you know I, I think it's just a, an amazing thing I want mean, you know the Torah represents you know one of the first narrative histories ever written some people argue it's it's the first and it's an extraordinary one because the 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 protagonist of the story which is the the israelites right the jewish people it's the jewish people's origin story fail time and but, time, right, time again it, and it focuses time and again on on how they uh how they fail to i mean humanity in general but the israelites specifically how they fail to uh to meet the mark you know i live in richmond virginia We've been, uh, for many years now, having um, a, 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 an important conversation about the way we tell our story and we tell our history here. Um, until this past summer, um, one of the most prominent avenues in, in Richmond was lined with, uh, with monuments to, uh, to Confederate generals. Most of them have been taken down, except the statue of Robert E. Lee, which um, is slated for removal that hasn't been removed yet. Um, and, and I remember it was at, at least before this summer, the, the conversation often was, um, well, you can't change history right you can't you can't uh, white out history, and failing to recognize that those statues were actually put up in an attempt to rewrite history, right to, to tell a story about uh, the, the South that didn't include, uh, slavery, that didn't include the injustices perpetuated against, uh, people of color and black, uh, Americans in, in this city and in the South and in, in this country, um, that, that didn't include, uh, redlining and segregation, right? Um, and, and was, uh, uh, orchestrated in order to perpetuate a certain power system so like that happens depending on how you tell your story and unless you also include the the injustice perpetuated unless you also include um the the uh the the heroes that you want to leave out the heroism of people who endured those injustices um uh you're you're likely to perpetuate a society um that uh, that that continues them
0: You know, there's a great uh, graphic in the Truth, Red, White and Black comic book that shows all these Black celebrities, uh, actors and actresses and and athletes with pictures of Isaiah Bradley on Isaiah Bradley's wall uh, so that the sort of Black community told the story of Uh, isaiah bradley but nobody else in society knew about it Uh, it reminds me when we talked about the watchmen um and i I immediately my ignorance i didn't know about uh the tulsa race massacre i didn't know about black wall street uh, until that because it's how stories are being told my father grew up in the south and in in school he learned about the civil war as the war of northern aggression right and it's really fascinating how we tell history and how we let history shape our future one way or or the other. Um, I think, again, that's Isaiah Bradley's storyline throughout was probably the most powerful part of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I loved uh, most of all that the show ended with the the title card coming up as Captain America in the Winter Soldier. Um I, I would like Bucky Barnes to 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 be referred to maybe as the White Wolf as they do in Wakanda or something else, because the Winter Soldier is really um the, the name that he received by Hydra when he was brainwashed to be a killer. Uh so he he needs to be himself again for the first time in his life. But I appreciate that ultimately the show was about Sam Wilson taking on the mantle of Captain America and saying, nobody's going to tell me that I can't fight for this country. People are going to hate me because of it. But no matter what, this is who I am.
1: Well, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, uh, watch it. Let us know what you thought of it and uh, you know, are excited to see where that storyline goes next, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and see where Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes' uh, story takes them. And don't uh, worry, and- it's
0: only six weeks until the next Disney Plus Marvel series when Loki comes out.
1: Can't wait. Um, <laughs> and also, you know, while you're uh, uh, revisiting those shows and those movies, uh, why not uh, double screen and like and subscribe and rate and review Tora. Until Smash then. that
0: subscribe button.
1: Uh, until then, I'm Rabbi
0: Michael Knopf. I'm Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. Take care, everyone.